Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, discuss this crazy business of self-publishing with some industry experts, some leading writers and other figures we find particularly interesting. And today we have somebody we do find particularly interesting. It's Amy Ravichandran, who runs a book marketing agency, Abundantly Social, and she is here to tell us all about marketing books and the things you can do behind the scenes there. Amy, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So thanks. We are very excited to have you. And of course, we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for the man himself, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself, Craig Touch. Craig, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks, Roland. And uh, welcome, Amy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, so this is a really great topic that we wanted to really get into depth with because social media is so important these days. When we started, when Roland and I started, it was sort of an afterthought. Um, you know, it's not that it wasn't there, but authors weren't, you know, sort of utilizing it that, that well. Um, and even now a lot of authors sort of treat it like that. Like, it's like, well, I'll get to it. I'll do it later. And, or they don't, or they don't do it right. And I know that I never did it right. I knew sort of what I should be doing. Uh, but I was never doing that because of time and because of this and that. And even with hidden gems, I know I could do a far better job and should be doing a far better job with social. So it's one of those things that I think a lot of us know it's important, but we still don't put the time or, or know what we're supposed to really do. So it's great to have somebody like you on who specializes in it, where you can sort of tell us, uh, drive it home even more why it's important that we get it right and maybe some tips on what we should be doing yeah no i mean social media marketing like you said it's an afterthought but it's more it can be so overwhelming because it's constantly changing right like one day it's putting up graphics and gifts and then it turns to like videos and then it's tiktok and something new every day right so it's it's overwhelming for sure but there's a a way to do it that's not overwhelming that is manageable for even people that don't consider it on the forefront right of their marketing plan so it's it's been a lot of fun to do for me yeah i I agree that's that's one of the big things is it's always changing it was like uh, uh, let's just do facebook and then it was oh we got to do twitter now and then oh instagram and facebook bought instagram so now we got to do instagram and then the tiktok and it's like oh only the kids are doing tiktok and then all of a sudden it was like no no it's really important for authors now (laughs) it's like oh now we got to do that so yeah i it's it's uh it's very overwhelming for authors for everybody yeah so what do you what are your suggestions to make that less overwhelming yeah so instead of trying to be on all social media platforms at once and keeping up with all of the trends on each one because they're different on each one pick three that you're comfortable with and do those really well because if you spread yourself too thin you're not doing any of them to the full extent of your capability and the best in terms of marketing and it just becomes stressful, overwhelming, and you're just like, I'm at the computer all day or trying to create new videos all day, and I don't have time to write, right? The whole point of an author is they want to write. They want all of this to kind of be a well-oiled machine so they can do what they love, which is writing. So spreading yourself too thin, you don't get the time to do that. So it's it's just something. Three is way better than trying to be on like five or seven and getting out there and doing TikTok dances and hoping your book gets on book talk, right? I mean, 
I don't know about you guys, but you guys don't want me doing a TikTok dance, okay? Like, it's just, no, no one wants to see that. And it's okay. Like, you don't, if you're not comfortable doing videos, then don't do videos. Do things that you're comfortable with, but can also make you stand out, right? So let people have, like, what they feel like to be a personal relationship with you, right? Because when I buy a book from an author that I don't know, it's because do it as, an extent they're filling a void that I have, right? I want to escape reality and your book's the one that's going to do that. Well, what else, you know, can we relate on? Because you're more likely to buy things from people you feel like you relate to or have some kind of connection to. So by letting, you know, your readers in on your writing journey or how you got to your writer's journey and where you're at, where you're going, this is just a one book and you needed to get it out. How did that book come about? Your readers like that, and you can't do that on all platforms. It's much harder to convey that on all platforms than it is to manage three and give your your readers like a small pool of how they can get in touch with you instead of like, hey, check me out. I'm literally all over the place, right? Because that's just overwhelming. For someone that does social media, if you tell me you are everywhere, I'm only going to go look on the platforms that is like constant for me. I'm not going to go find you on new platforms. That's not how consumers work. Right. And, and I, I think that that's such a key point that um, I've said in the past in some of our blogs and stuff that I've, I've noticed with other authors. And I know that this is what I did wrong too, which is what you said about sort of creating that relationship with your audience and not just using social to try to sell your next book because that's not going to work, right? You have to, like you said, take them on that journey, make them feel connected to you so that um, when you do have a book to sell, they're more invested in you and they want to buy that book. And it's not just like, oh, he's he's tweeting now because he has a new book. It's like, you know, they're reading all your tweets and then it's like, oh, and he has a new book now. Well, great. You know, so I think that that's so key. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things it's so much, it's easier for me to say it than to kind of, I don't know, like have a, an author get in that mindset, but you have to put your author hat aside and get into a reader's mindset and a consumer's like mindset when you're creating your social media posts and things like that, because people want to buy from people. They feel they have a relationship or relatable with, they don't want to be sold to. So if the only thing that you're posting is, Hey, buy my book. Hey, I'm going to be at this event. Come buy my book. It's like, okay, all you want is money from me. Like, I'm good, you know? But if it's like, hey, come, like, meet me and engage with me. I'm going to be at this Comic-Con. I'm going to be at this library. You know, come and bring your kids, and I would love to just meet you. That's different. That would be like, okay, like, you really kind of just want to get in touch with your readers. Then, like, hey, buy my book. Here's how much my book is. And, like, hey, I'm writing this promotion on this book. Buy it. And that's all that you see. No one wants to buy, like, as a consumer, I'm just like, you just want my money. No, like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I would rather invest it in someone that is just like, hey, I wrote this book, let's just say for my daughter. You know, I wanted to get it out. And this is all for her. I'm more likely to follow that story and invest in that book than someone that's just like, hey, hey, buy my book. Like, no one likes to be hounded. Nobody likes it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the starkest differences that I see between really, really successful authors and struggling ones is when I look at the social media, those successful ones, they're doing it right. They're they're talking to their audience. 
And it's not always about their book. It's like, hey, you know, I I went out and I did this today or whatever, or I I this kind of thing inspired me and I did, you know, I wrote a chapter about it or, you know, whatever. And then, like you said, you it's not like a, a constant, just another form of I'm just advertising to you every day about my stuff. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. So what, what would you say if you were to pick three for an author, what would be these days the most important three? Yeah. So it really ultimately depends on the genre that you write because some platforms are stronger on, on different with, with different genres, right? My go-to always, I know it's like a love hate relationship, but it's Facebook or what now is meta, right? And that's just because it's been around the longest. And if you were to run at Amazon or like Facebook ads successfully, it will be very beneficial. But that's the go-to for people to go to search for things, find groups, all kinds of stuff. So that's like my go-to. Everyone knows how to maintain that. And then if you're like a children's book author or sci-fi fantasy, I'm going to put you on Instagram because those are heavily picture driven and you can kind of create images of your world and your maps and things like that. And they're going to like that. If you're doing more like nonfiction, self-help, that kind of avenue, then LinkedIn is like your best bet because it's more of like people on there looking for that, more of like a professional one. So if you wrote like a book about your business as a business card, things like that. I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I know the life of a tweet is like six seconds. So if you're going to be on it all the time, it can be very beneficial. And if you're wanting to get in touch with like agents and things like that, Twitter's the route to go for that. But I wouldn't maintain posting on that. Um, If you love doing videos, then one of the three you could be on would be TikTok in that sense if you have an ample amount of time to create constant new videos and creative ideas that go around your book and you can get involved in book talk. I do feel like in the long scheme of things, TikTok isn't going to be around, you know, in five, 10 years. I think it's kind of like a short lived kind of like clubhouse was, you know, clubhouse was really popular and then it kind of died down. I don't really know of a whole lot of things going on in clubhouse at the moment. But, I don't even think I've ever heard of Clubhouse. So I, don't, right? I think Craig, Craig and I are like so old that, that we went to MySpace. There was some stuff in the middle. Yeah, MySpace. Was like, this around okay. MySpace? So Clubhouse, it had a really great like initiative kind of behind it was you would join somebody's Clubhouse and they would invite you to like a live speaking or whatever, but you could only watch it live. There were no replays, no nothing, right? So it was like good for networking. If you were like really big and doing networking online, you know, like when the pandemic happened, nobody could come out. Clubhouse was great because you could do all that. And then it kind of died off. Like you don't hear about anybody like you guys. I don't even know what Clubhouse is, right? So it's kind of one of those, I feel like within the next five to seven years, TikTok will be something kind of similar. It has driven the popularity in videos, which is great, but not everybody's comfortable doing videos. So it really depends on your genre, but I always, my go-to is always Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, because no matter what genre you write, we can kind of tweak your content to fit that. Unless it's just like, you don't have any images of your book, then that would be a different. It's really, Instagram is really successful for children's authors and sci-fi fantasy. Cause those are like, you can create worlds and you usually have maps and there's like several of them, right? 
but you can swing it. Like I'm on Instagram and I will post like marketing tips or PR tips, as long as it's visually stimulating. So you have to kind of get in touch with your graphic design artists on that one. But those are always my go three. They've been around the longest. They've helped produce so much revenue for authors in terms of book sales and things like that. But they are the easiest ones to maintain. Like LinkedIn, if you do a post on LinkedIn, it circulates for like a week, week and a half. So you don't have to post this content on there. Whereas like Facebook and Instagram, it's like once a day, maybe two, depending on how wild you're feeling, right? So it's easier to maintain than trying to come up with two videos a day and they're different videos every day. And it's just like, what am I going to do, right? That is overwhelming. And it's just like, how much time do you have in a day? If you break all those down, you're on all of those to write. Because at the end of the day, you want to write. Right. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't even think of LinkedIn when I think of all the social media stuff. It's always been that's what everyone does when they're out of work and they want to go network and find a new job. They update their LinkedIn profile, right? That's how I think of it. No, I've posted so many like articles on LinkedIn. Um, One of the shows that I'm on goes to LinkedIn. I've gotten clients from LinkedIn that have just seen my posts on there about services or book launches that I'm doing. So it's, it's become more, it's not as just like a free-for-all as Facebook is, right? There's there's still like a certain kind of wording etiquette, I guess, in a poor sense to say, you know, when you're on LinkedIn, but it kind of converts into people that are serious about what they're doing. So if they're on there as an author, right, they're really serious and committed to it. So then they will look for other authors to connect with, or they will look for other companies that can help them grow. And so they can kind of build it and things like that. But they'll host um, like author events, like author launch parties are on there to celebrate, just like meet and greets. And so it's more of kind of, to me, I see it as taking your authorpreneurship to a next level because you're connecting with people that are also taking it as serious. Because being an author at the end of the day is a business, right? Like you have to go get your hustle on. You got to figure out how to market and sell and just take the leap of faith that people are going to like this book that you poured your heart and soul into. And so LinkedIn to me helps kind of drive that where you can surround yourself with people that are either in that same realm and are figuring things out and have connections for you or can guide you and you can just meet new amazing authors that will open up doors for you. So that's why I always recommend that. Huh. Yeah. Seems like I'm probably missing out. It's uh, something I should be on for hidden gems. You um, need Come to LinkedIn, Craig. I, I'm on there, but I haven't even looked at it in years and years. And I don't even know if I have anything about hidden gems on there. But um, yeah, so I I see how that would work, especially like you said, for self-help, uh, like nonfiction, you know, sort of thing, or to build your brand and, and make those sort of connection, industry connections uh, for sure. So, um, and then like, I agree, like Twitter is a tough one. Like I don't usually if authors are asking me like which social to do, I usually say, you know, Facebook, um, you know, maybe Insta, but like Twitter is a tough one. It's yeah. you got to be on there all the time. And it's more like business oriented, not business oriented, but it's like, you know, you got to have really something to say all the time about stuff and not just, you know, your book. It's It's, it's just going to get lost. Yeah, it can well, be for sure. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's when I mean, you can go and rant and do things like that, right? 
the only benefit to Twitter is like if you're wanting to get in touch with like an agent or you know something kind of like that, they are the most responsive on that platform. In terms, at least when I have reached out to them, they will answer my messages or my tweets to them on Twitter quicker than on any pla- any other platform. Yeah, it's probably more visible to get a DM there. With uh, Facebook, I sometimes don't even notice if I have a message. Right. <laughs> it just gets yeah. lost in the and and all the other notifications and everything. But I guess, you know, for in terms of like the negativity, tweets are more like anybody can see it. So you're going to get all sorts of hate on. Whereas with Facebook, it's usually like your friends and your network and your, you know, your fans that are seeing a lot of your stuff. So it's like they're more likely to be positive about it um, and react positively. But with TikTok, what I've noticed is if you're not willing to I think people re- uh, respond best to uh, the personal touch in TikTok where you they want to see you, I think, right? They want right. you to be speaking, not just, you know, a picture of your book and some music and some words coming up and whatever, right? So if you're not willing to put yourself out there, whether you're dancing or you're, <laughs> you know, you're just talking, right? Because we, we yeah. did a, uh, a podcast, um, one of our first ones with uh, an author who had, uh, basically tic- uh, doing a TikTok video changed her life. And it was really just, you know, it just happened to go viral. But like, you know, it was her just talking about her book, but it, in a in a cool way. Like it was like, you didn't even know she was talking about a book. She was telling a story. And then yeah. at the end, it was like, and if you want to find out, buy the book. And I was like, well, so it, it just, it worked out really well, but it was her talking. It wasn't just, you know, here's the book and synopsis rolling across the screen like a star wars thing <laughs> you know like so yeah, yeah i totally totally see that i think there's there's some something to be said i think a lot of people approach social media the wrong way they're like how am i going to sell books on social media really it should be like yeah. how am i going to provide value on social media and then people will buy my books as a result of that and it can yeah. be quite intimidating well i think it's so like the number one thing like if i'm meeting with any new client or i'm just you know they somehow find out that I do social media marketing and they want to like pick my brain, right? The number one thing that I always tell them is social media was, it was created to be social. So why are you selling? Like, why aren't you communicating and like engaging with them? Because at the end of the day, that's what any of these platforms was created for, right? Like TikTok came out of the pandemic to give people entertainment when everything was shutting down. Right. And it like blew up and people have, transformed it into what it is now and the popularity that it is but it was a form to entertain people and like Facebook and all of that started off as a way to be social to bring families together that weren't in the same house city state country whatever and so why aren't you engaging with them why are you just pushing them for money right and so when you ask people that question and they kind of go back to like oh wow yeah it's totally social media that makes a lot of sense i should just talk to people right so it's kind of one of those it's in the title but we don't stop to think about it because we've heard of marketing right like always be closing you know if you're selling a house or whatever always be selling if you're doing books but in reality just talking to people you probably would have more success selling your books because you need to drop it into a conversation but you've already kind of built somewhat of a relationship with them. Like I don't buy from people. I don't feel like I have some kind of relationship from, and that's just 
the truth. Like you could be a first time author and I have talked to you for, I don't know, five or 10 minutes. And I really feel like I know you as a person. I'm more likely, maybe if your book's 20 bucks, I will drop 20 bucks and I've just met you. Then you pushing me, you know, Hey, like check out my new book worldwide. It's 20 bucks. Here's the link, right? No one likes that. No, this, no one likes that at all. I think there are almost like three ingredients you need for a book sale. There's the, the it has to be a book that looks professional you know has a cover that fits in and stuff has to be have a concept that is intriguing to you but to me that third magic ingredient is having some kind of relationship with the author it's like if i know the author if i interacted with them online and i'm like click buy right yeah but the one that you said there right you always hear people say don't judge a book by their cover they are totally lying because you judge a book by its cover if it's not appealing to you, you keep scrolling, right? But if that author engages with you, like if you posted like a like or you're like, oh, well, you know, you're being nice. And you're like, this looks great or whatever. But they engage with you. You're kind of like, wow, they took the time. So then you second look at that book. And then you will read the synopsis or the summary of that book. And then you're more likely because them engaging with you changed your opinion. You know what I'm saying? So it's those things matter when you're doing this and social media has opened up that door like social media is a beautiful thing and it can be a dark thing too right it just depends on the way you look at it and what's currently happening but it's one of those it's just be social but it don't push your book at the end of the day but the three ingredients you mentioned is yes like that was spot on right so, so if you were to um Okay, so let's say the author decides, yes, social media is something I need to take more seriously, but I don't know how to do it, or I don't have time to do it. So they they would seek out somebody for help, like yourself, like your company. Um, what do you sort of like? What, what when it's some when an author approaches you with that, what what do you do from there? Yeah, so I usually will do like a social media evaluation, and I'll go look at other social media platforms and kind of get a feel of what they've been doing and how we can either help you to make it better, right? Or we can just take the overwhelm completely away from you and we can just do it for you. And then my ultimate goal is for you to see how we do things. We keep you in like touch with the whole process and strategy that we do. So then at some point you will feel like you know it well enough that eventually you can handle it yourself, right? So my number one goal is, if we take over and take that overwhelm away from you and we strategize and we post for you and we do all these things, it is still your social media accounts at the end of the day. You can still post whatever you want to. We're just going to implement this strategy that's going to help you get more engagement and be more successful. It is a marathon, though. It's not a sprint. Like, I can't tell you if we coached you or we, you know, took the overwhelm away in a month, you're going to notice, like, more book sales and more followers. And you're just like, yes, I'm blowing up. It is a marathon. It is not a sprint because algorithms are constantly changing on social media. What content people are looking for is constantly changing. But the biggest one is if you're not consistent before we start, then we have to train your audience to know when they're going to get posts from you and what kind of content they're going to get. And that takes time to kind of build up. And the word train sounds so bad, like we're manipulating your audience. We're not doing that, but like in certain groups, I know that on Mondays, it's going to be some kind of motivational quote, right? Or on Tuesdays, it's going to be some kind of like volunteer thing or tip advice that they're giving or a video highlight, right? I kind of know what to expect and I can look forward to those because they've constantly been doing that. Whereas if 
I post maybe on a Monday and maybe on a Friday, I kind of don't really know what's going on, right? So that's the number one thing is we're going to show you how to be consistent. So from anything, it starts with your social media evaluation. We'll create some kind of strategy and we'll either help you and train you how to implement it so you can feel powerful in your own social media marketing, or we'll take the overwhelm away and post it and guide you through that process. So at the end of the day, six months, whatever, you feel empowered enough that you can kind of take it over and manage it yourself. Because we don't want to be in control the whole time of it, right? Because it is ultimately yours. And if you ever switch gears, you'll kind of know the basic like structure on how to market on social media for whatever avenues you change or go down. Right. So I guess one of the things that uh, I think stops people from um, hiring a person to do their social or the mental block of, of even sort of like thinking about doing that is the idea that if they do understand that social should be more than selling a book and should be social and you should be sharing stuff about your journey and your life and this and that to build that connection. How is it that by letting someone else who isn't you take over your social media that they can do that? So how, how does that work? Right. So that's always the like tricky question. They're like, well, it's not me posting. Well, we have, I tend to have a lot of meetings with my client to get a feel of them. And I always like to do a content data dump for them to send me everything that they've written, posted, blogged about, done a video that they don't feel is useful. Because one, it gives me an insight into their writing style, things that they like, things that maybe they didn't like, images that they like, backgrounds, things like that. But a sense of really who they are. But we also have a template for scripted responses. So a lot of people to help build that personal relationship and that personal touch, sending out like happy birthdays to people or congratulations on LinkedIn when you get a new job or like or an anniversary or something that builds the relationship with them. And so we have, we provide you the template, but you change the wording to be what you would say. And so that's how we can build that as a personal touch, not being you. Because once we read that and we send that out and we get, you know, feedback on it and people kind of engaging with it and stuff, then we're kind of like, okay, so this is more of the tone and the vibe that she's giving off. So here's images that we can create. And so everything is always pre-approved before we post it because I don't want to fling spaghetti on the wall and it doesn't work. And I'm just like, no, like that. No, okay. I'm sorry. Like that was a bad one, you know? So it always is pre-approved, but we try to have as many meetings as possible to get to know you on like a friendship level in a sense. It's kind of how we do it moving forward. And how much of the content do you create and how much comes from them? So in terms of like graphics and things like that, I usually will create, but if it's like quotes from their books and stuff, I will take that from them and things of that, or if they already have a graphic that they created and they want to recycle it, we'll do things like that. This is where my minor in graphic design really came in handy for this avenue. I didn't know I was going down, but I like to kind of create it because it changes what people are wanting, right? And if we're posting out the same images like once a month, twice a month, right, on different platforms, it can kind of get stale. So I like to kind of create new graphics and images. And then if they have like a magazine that they've been in and they send it over to me or 
something that they've created. We generally will collab and do that. I try to keep it as open door as possible because like I said, at the end of the time, I want you to feel like you can handle this yourself. So it's pretty open policy on my Canva, it's the team one. So I invite them to my team to see what I'm creating and what they like and to go in and play. So it's a, it, I like to think of it as like a group effort. I'm just helping you guide so we can get that A and you know, <laughs> you know how to do it kind of thing. So that's my goal at the, the end of the time. So do you have any actionable tips on things for, for people listening in? I mean, what I've got a, a, I write under a pen name, I write MC Romances, and I found it very difficult to come up with stuff to post on my social media accounts for my pen name because it wasn't really me. But one system I had is whenever I see a Harley Davidson motorcycle in my day to day, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it because that's yeah. just something. So I've got content going on. Do you have any tips or advice like that? Yeah. I mean, I always like doing like glimpses into your personal life, right? So even if you write under a, a pen name, right? I mean, I don't, I don't even know, like if I were to write what my pen name would be, but if I was writing children's books and you can take like snippets of like your dog, right? And then just what, you know, act like you're talking like the dog, right? And create like a little dialogue. I had someone put an entire book together and they just took pictures of their dog with little like quick little blurbs and dialogues. But you could do something like that. If you also have like a quote that motivates you into writing, you can be like, this was my motivation for the day and it made me write 10,000 words, right? But doing like tidbits like that or something that you're consistent with, like you do the Harley Davidson's, like I will go and I will take random pictures of my kids, like with their eyes shut doing something funky. I generally do that because it just brings me like relief because it's funny. But being consistent, honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily matter what you post. It's consistent because I could go and post a photo of my dog today, my kids tomorrow and my car on Thursday. But the fact that they know I'm posting every day, that's all that really matters. Some are going to get more engagement than others because they're more visually appealing. But that doesn't really mean, I mean, it means something because they're engaging with it more, but they already kind of know that you're posting every day. So they're going to be on the lookout for what you're posting. So it's not something that you have to, I'm only going to post this one thing. And this is the one thing that's really going to make or break. Does that make sense? That okay. does make a lot of sense, yeah. I was going to say, in my mind it made sense, but sometimes what's in my mind and comes out of my mouth doesn't always make sense. You know. It's oh, I have that same problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So what is it that builds the engagement then? Is it, um, I mean, you know, like having consistent posts is what people might look forward to, but that doesn't mean that they're sharing and they're liking and they're commenting and all that stuff. So how? what are some ways that people can engage or to to grow that sort of side of it, because we know with social media, that's sort of what makes more people see you and it builds out, yeah. it makes you go not necessarily viral, but, you know, that's how you how you expand your empire is, is yeah. people no. sharing and liking. Yeah, being viral is like the ultimate goal for everyone. Like I want my post to go viral, right? But besides being consistent, you can ask questions or get your audience engaged, right? Like I always tell my authors, if they come back and they have like two or three different book covers, you know, asking your readers for their opinion, that's going to get them engagement because they're, they're like, oh, wow, I'm part of this process. Right. Or, you know, if you're thinking of dabbling in a different genre, kind of asking them, you know, I'm thinking about these genres, you know, what, which storyline do you think would appeal more to you? Right. Letting them feel like they're a part of the process and either asking them questions or engaging with them or just doing a quick video and being like, Hey, 
Has anyone else experienced this today? Because it's been a crazy chaotic day. Letting them know that you're more than just an author, they're going to engage more with you because they're kind of like, wow, this is a two-way street. It's open for conversation. It's open for you know, feedback that we can give. And maybe we don't like any of these covers. Like they're open for that, you know, but letting them feel like they're a part of the process is what's going to get you more engagements. Now, if you win awards and things like that, yes, like they are going to comment on that. They are going to share that all over the place. But besides that, you should be sharing your own things into author groups on Facebook and tagging other people that were a part of it. Right. So like, if you're doing podcasts like this one, sharing it and tagging them in and thanking them, right? That leads to more shares, more engagements, more things like that, and getting your audience accustomed to seeing you do these things and these opportunities that you have. They're kind of more open to like, wow, you know, this is amazing. Let me help support. So those are going to be your your big hitters in terms of support. But opening that door to your personal life just a little bit, it doesn't have to be fully open, but a little bit is going to help build that too, from a personal standpoint. That is good advice. I don't think I'm doing that now. I think we're posting our podcast link, but I don't think we're always tagging in everybody. So maybe that's something we should be doing. Um, um, oh, go oh, I'm just going to ask, what, do you work with people who write under a pen name? Because uh, I, I came out as who I was as a pen name because I found it so difficult to do social for a pen name because that's not me. And I didn't want to pretend to be somebody I'm not. Um, and so do you ha- work with authors who, who have that and do you find that is a problem for them? So I have and I do. And I've had some that have come out like you because it was so stressful. And I have some that can adapt to their author persona in that sense. And what and honestly, it's you sometimes you have to get so lost in what who that pen name is to be able to create content and stuff that would be different from what or who you really are, right? So it's kind of one of those, you have to get in that headspace to do it. And sometimes it's easier for someone like me, right? Like I just did a romance convention and I was emailing all of these romance writers. I had no idea that I was like addressing them as their pen names until they came out and told me their real name. So I had no idea. So sometimes it's easier for someone like me to like read your books and that you know, pen names, bio and everything like that into post because I don't know that it's you, right? I don't really know who you are as a person. I just know who this author is that I had no idea was a pen name. So for me, it's easier because I I don't know you personally. I know the pen name. Does that make that, sense? Yeah, and I think that was what was most challenging when I was doing it and I'm sure with Roland as well because, you know, we were both writing in romance and using female pen names right? Because that's what sold the books. And so yeah. it was much harder for us to uh, be a social, have a social uh, media thing where we can really be that genuine if we're pretending that we're a female romance writer, right? And well, try to keep also, that. We didn't of... want to pretend. I mean, I think yeah, exactly. so many male authors write as female authors, so many female authors write as male authors. We want to be able to It was really all it was. And right. it was like, yeah, I don't want to go on social and be like, hey, I went out with my husband today and he had a great, you know, like I don't want to make yeah. up all these stories, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, I, yeah. I think that would make it more difficult. See, and for me, when I was emailing these romance authors, 
until I was told that this was their pen name and a lot of it was by them. And they're like, you know, you can address me by my real name. It was kind of one of those moments like it didn't click to me because I had only known them as this name. And so I wasn't told it was a pen name. And on, at the end of the day, it, the thought never crossed my mind. But from like a social media standpoint, like if I never met you guys, we only communicated in an email and I thought that you were this pen name it would be easy for me because I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I totally got you girl. Like no worries. Right. But it's because I don't know you personally. So that's where if you were doing it yourself, you would have to really like separate yourself from it. But in your guys' sense, it would be harder because you'd have to, you would be living two separate lives of two separate genders. And that would be hard. It would be hard. And like you said, Roland deceitful in this sense. And some readers may not like that. They may see it as deceitful. And so I could, I could see both sides, but for me, it was easier because I didn't know their real names. So. I have enough trouble living one life. I, I couldn't possibly do two. <laughs> I, I feel you on that one. I'm doing good to handle my two kids. Okay. Like I'm, I'm doing good to survive. And if they are still alive at the end of the day, it's a massive accomplishment for me. Oh, so man. Little things, man. I'm telling you, I celebrate little things. So I get There's it. No wind column for sure. Um, if, okay, so if we, if somebody was to hire you or your company or, or, you know, even other companies, what sort of, I mean, you know, go into whatever level detail that you want, but like, what sort of, I give us an idea of what sort of costs it would be for them. Are they, and, and what are they, what are they, um, paying for? Are they paying like per tweet? Are they paying for you know, yeah. as a package, this is what will take you over for this amount of time and it'll cost this amount of money or whatever. Like, how is it, how does that all work? Because especially with self publishers and uh, especially when they're, when they're newer and they don't know what they're doing, you know, a lot of times they don't have a lot of money to be spending on that. And, um, but at the same time, like we say all the time, sometimes uh, even though something costs money, the money it's saving you in terms of writing time, is still worth it right so yeah i think at the end of the day it's you have to view it as you're investing in yourself and this like plunge that you've decided to take right because it's a whole production putting a book together but so much of like yourself and your heart and soul go into it and so at abundantly social i've worked with authors for so long and i know that there's tight budgets and especially you're still learning the industry, right? Which changes. And so you're still figuring it out, right? You're like a baby in this new industry, figuring it out. So we have bundles that are monthly that work and you can cancel two weeks before the next month if you need to, as long as we have enough leeway. So we don't like let the automated invoice go out. We're pretty good. Um, so you can do it per platform or you can bundle and do three platforms at a time. So the three platform bundle at a time is 350 and you'll get everything that we've talked about here, which is we will create your post for you. We will create the strategy for you. We will do send out your scripted responses. We'll engage, we'll network for you in events and things like that on top of sharing to all of our platforms and networks and connections that we have. So all of that is something that we do on a monthly basis. Um, I'm very family oriented. Like I've mentioned, I have two little kids. So we post five times a week. So you get one post Monday through Friday. So five posts a week and you'll get that for the entire month, but it is also open to you. So if you want to post and do whatever, we're not going to tell you, no, don't post that because it is your channels. We'll just guide you 
when in terms of marketing and what might work good and what things people are looking for. But at the end of the day, it is your channels and you are free to post whatever you want. So it, the flexibility and things are always there. And it's always one of those. If you want to start with one platform and grow into us helping you with more, that's always open and stuff. It's customizable. You can build your own bundle if you want to. We try to be more like budget friendly because like, like you said, authors don't have a lot of money. But at the same time, you're not always going to need me, right? Because my end goal is you will eventually know how to do this to yourself or you won't need me anymore. Like I'm not, my position is not to bleed you dry of money. It's to empower you so you can do this yourself. So then you can have that money for yourself to and do Facebook ads and Amazon ads, things like that. Publish from a grander scale if you want to, 500 bucks, you know, those kind of things. So at the end of the day, those are like our goals. And it really is just taking the overwhelm of social media marketing away because it is so overwhelming changing all the time, algorithms change all the time. It's hard to stay on top of. So if you have somebody there that's like your buddy or friend that can walk you through it and guide you, it's a lot less overwhelming. And is that sort of one of the options as well? Like, so, you know, like there's, you know, the packages where you guys are taking it over for a month or three months or one, one social, three socials, you're posting five times a day or X amount of times a day. But what about the case where an author does kind of want to do it themselves, but they don't know really uh, the direction. They don't really know understand what they should do. And they just want to sort of like talk to you or, or have some sort of a consultation where you can sort of go through it all. Like you said, look at what they have or look at what they're doing here, what their, their grand plan is, and then sort of give them some ideas about what to do. Is that sort of something they can do as well? Yeah, so we also offer coaching that you can purchase on a when you need for however long you need basis. And so what that is, is we give you an hour and a half a month. You can break that up however you want. So we can do a full hour and a half, sit down and knock everything out, evaluate your social media, give you suggestions on what we think would be the best strategy for you going forward, hook you up with different, you know, schedulers and stuff to help you kind of take that overwhelm away give you resources, you know, different things that you should be posting and sharing to go with the 80-20 rule and things like that. So that's 190 a month when you need for an hour and a half and you can do 30 minutes every week. You can do an hour and a half full sit down. You can do an hour and then you're like, I'm not going to need to do this again till next week. So then you're still good. You have 190 for an hour and a half of, of my time and whatever we can knock out, get done is yours. And then if you have email, like questions, anything like that, I'm really responsive. So my whole thing is it's an open door policy. So if I can help you in any way, I'm more than happy to respond to you. And I'm not going to bill you (laughs) to send me an email because to me, that's ridiculous. It's everyone has questions and needs to know. And I just happen to have some of the answers. I'm more than happy to answer them or be like, well, maybe I would try this. And if I don't know the answer, I can put you in touch with people who do. I've done this for a really long time. Almost 13 years, it's been a fun, crazy ride. But I, if I don't know the answer, I know someone that does and I can put you in contact with them. So that's my my goal is to just help however I can, as many authors as possible at the end of the day. That's, that's my goal because it's so overwhelming. New to the industry, trying to figure out social media marketing, right? It's just like double whammy. So any way that I can take the overwhelm away, I'm, I'm always game to do. That's awesome. That's, I mean, I like that philosophy. That's the way, you know, we generally work as well. And so um, I totally, totally respect that because it is, it's a tough industry and there's a lot of 
we've talked about this before, a lot of predators out there that are not doing the right thing. So we try our best to sort of uh, bring in the, the people that we think are not like that. <laughs> so that, you know, not necessarily that people should hire, you know, the people that we have on the podcast or that we talk to, but at least they'll get an idea of the, of what, of one way that it, it does work and we know works. And so when they're going out and looking and shopping around, they know what to ask and they know what to look for and they know what other people are offering so that if they get some offer somewhere else that is just not good at all, they know that there's something wrong over there. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like that. So, so is it just you or is it, is there a whole team behind you? No, it's just me. So I started abundantly social seven years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago. But I've been doing PR and marketing for the total of 13 years. So I was vice president of a small PR firm in Houston. And the owner of it decided to retire a couple years ago. And so she actually left me her PR firm. So I just merged it with Abundantly Social. But I've always done social media marketing and like book marketing and PR and I'm just transitioning. I like more of the marketing, creating, doing all of that, but I like to be very hands-on, not in like a controlling way, but I just, I like connecting with people and helping them get their personalities out and helping their books be successful. And so sometimes for me, when I've gone down the avenue of like hiring people and things like that, for me, it's just like, there's a certain way I want it done and it would come across for this one. And so I've just done it for so long. It's quicker. Like I can get in there and do a post and schedule it out for a month for like four or five authors. And it'll take me like, you know, three or four hours and they're scheduled out for the month and stuff. So it just came down to, I just, I don't know. I like feeling involved in it. So. And you work, you work primarily with authors, but you said you, you also work with uh, other companies as well, I guess, right? Yeah, so I have worked with real estate agents. I've also worked with real estate companies like Keller Williams. I've worked with AD, uh, ADHD coaches, and um, I work with publishing houses. So I I dabble in a lot of different areas. Most people end up meeting me. They're just like, you wear so many hats. And it, I guess it's a true statement. I do a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, I I run a membership group for authors that has like different publishers in it. And so I connect them with authors that might be, you know, beneficial for them down the road and for submissions or giving them guidance on how to better be publishers and different things that are trending. So it's, it's been a fun, fun ride, but I like the author community. It's been the only community. So I've recently started going to comic cons. Okay. So uh, the author, I saw your cosplay. Yeah. There we go. I was quite impressed by that. Oh, thank you. Um, I've always wanted to go. And so the pandemic, right before the pandemic happened, I started going and then pandemic happened. And so now I'm going back to them. But that community is so um, just welcoming. And the writing industry is so much like that for me. So I've just, I've loved working with them. And it's kind of just, I've always felt like I was coming home when I was meeting a new author. And they're just like, well, this is what's happening. And this is why I wrote my book. I'm just like, oh, it's just, I don't know, like the author community and writing community has just always been so welcoming to me that I've never, I mean, I like doing all the other ones and other businesses, but they're just like my home. I feel 
I don't know, I'm friends with all of my author clients. I feel like we're best friends. And it's something like when you work with a company, I can get the same vibe. It's a smaller one, but bigger corporations and stuff. It's been harder for me to kind of establish that. And I like, I like the homey feel like I'm very family oriented. So I always like adopt my clients. I'm like, we're just friends now. You're my kids, grandparents. Like, this is what we're doing. We're all going to be on the Christmas card, accept it, you know, kind of thing. And so it's always, I don't know. It's just been like home for me. And so I, I don't know. I like all realms that involve that. Well, that is wonderful. Unfortunately, we are approaching the top of the hour. So uh, we're going to have to cut this conversation short. I'm sure we could carry on talking to you for hours. You've got such a lot of energy that you bring to it, which I think is great, which is exactly what you need in social. But thank you so much, Amy. So if people are listening and they feel inspired and they want to get in touch with you, where can they find uh, Abundantly Social? Yeah, so you're going to hear my daughter in the background. I'm so sorry. Um, you can go to AbundantlySocial.com and you can reach out to me through the contact form or you can find me on social media. The easiest way is to email me at Amy at AbundantlySocial.com and it's A-I-M-E-E at AbundantlySocial.com. I know it's the crazy way to spell it, but thanks so much for the energy compliment. I usually give a disclaimer. I didn't do it before here, but my personality is a lot to take sometimes. So I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm a big ball of energy all the time and it's fun, but you guys are like family to me now. I'm telling you, we're all best friends now. hundred percent. We'll be over for dinner as soon as we get to where you in <laughs> yes. Texas. You are welcome. Yes, I'm in Texas. I'm, I live in the city that Texas A&M University is in. So that's, that's where I'm located, but yes, come to dinner whenever you want to. You're always welcome. Open door. I'm telling you. That is some Southern hospitality there. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Craig, do you have any last words, any thoughts? You know, this is, I agree. This has been great. And I think that's the kind of energy you need to be in social media, right? It's like a lot of authors are, um, are more, um, you know, they're, they're not as outgoing. They're more introverts, I think. And it's so then it's, it's difficult to then even online be, I'm a social person. I'm going to talk to you and do all these things. And, you know, so you need somebody like that in your corner if you're, if you're wanting some help with social. So I think you're, uh, it sounds to me like you're in the right line of work. So thanks again for, for joining us. This has really been useful. And I think that there's a lot to take away for, for our listeners. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. So, well, if you appreciated what Amy had to say, make sure you let her know. Leave a comment down below whether you're listening to this as a podcast or watching it on YouTube. If you haven't already, uh, click that subscribe button. Make sure you give us a like. And we will be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. Thank you very much.